today on the Self Smarter Podcast. For leaders, it's like the stress of managing everyone else's stress. Stress. Ugh. Yes. You're right. It, the emotional toll it takes on you when you're managing other people's emotions all day long and trying to help other people figure out how to handle whatever they've got going on. That That's a weight that most people uh-huh. don't think about that leaders carry. Hi, we're Danelle and Megan, the hosts of this conversation-centric podcast for leaders seeking to be better every day. Whether you choose to be a leader in the workplace, at home, or in your community, we believe the most effective leaders are equipped to not only be self-starters, but self-smarter. Hello, and welcome to Self Smarter. I'm Megan, and today I'm joined by Mackenzie McLeod, one of our new moms who you know and love from episode 88. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. So glad you're here. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to be talking about trends for 2024, specifically leadership trends. We love trends. I love trends. You love trends. Trends are fun. Trends are fun. Always a popular topic. It is. And to top it all off... We're looking very festive today. If you can't see us, if you're not watching us, you're just listening. Mackenzie's in green and I'm in red. So we are clearly celebrating Christmas before Christmas is here, but it is December, so why not? Which leads me into a whole big conversation that Mackenzie and I were having yesterday with the team about color palettes. And I know, guys, if you're listening to this, if you're a man and you care not about this, fast forward. But if you do <laughs> care and you want to know how to pop off, relative to your I mean, it's look. applicable to men too. They just, it is. They just don't care. They don't care. Men, you, you have a signature color. Like most men know, like, uh, like Turner told me, my husband told me the other day, he's like, I've always loved wearing green. It brings out my eyes. Okay. So, yeah. so he knows he's aware. He's aware, but he's not aware enough to care about what his color palette is. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there's, there's different yeah. color palettes. Yeah. You were t- explaining yes. this winter. Yes. So like it, you're either like a spring or a summer or an autumn or winter. Right. And I can't for the life of me figure out what the heck I am. So we were debating it. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're one of those people where multiple work. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's yeah, I think I probably have a somewhat neutral skin tone. So I, mm-hmm. I maybe I can get away uh-huh. with a lot of things that maybe some other people can't. So right. we're, we're, we're really not sure. Um, so if, it's a mystery. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I didn't know about this. Or maybe you're like, yes, I know exactly what my thing is. How do you know what your color palette is? I would say along the lines of what Turner said, if you hear often that you look really good in a specific color. Yes. Hey, maybe that's the one for you. And then let's figure out how that fits into a seasonal perspective. Yeah, for sure. So it, yeah, I mean, they say to look at like, it's based on your skin, your undertones, your overtones. So like you look at your wrist, I have very blue veins. Yummy. That means I <laughs> probably have a cool undertone. Oh, got it. Doesn't everybody have, you have green? If it's more of a greenish tint, that means you probably have a warm green. undertone. Oh. So like that helps you determine what season seasonal palette's going to work best on you and your features. So So you heard it here first, self-smarter listeners. Look at your veins (laughs) and then decide what your color palette looks like. (laughs) It's not just that. It's also hair color, eye color. Everything is you know, goes into yeah. what works best on you. But um, I don't know. It's a fascinating topic. There's a whole Instagram community around it Ew. that I've been, you know, looking at. I, it, they analyze celebrities all the time. Okay. All it's right. very fascinating to see what, you know, they'll show you the celebrity before and after. Like here is before she found her like signature look. 
That's right. Okay. What do you do with Taylor Swift? Do you look at Taylor Swift when she was younger versus she's really found a palette, a color palette that works for her and she kind of sticks to it. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely her right. Hair I'm just color, thinking about her, it. Yeah. She's figured out what looks so best. And, yeah. Okay. Leaders back yeah. to that. How you present yourself episode. Let's be thinking about those colors. Okay, we're going to jump into trends right after this quick commercial. Hello, Self Smarter listeners. I can't believe the new year is right around the corner. Like, what exactly happened to 2023? I can't believe it. What a blip. I don't know about you, but I'm getting excited about starting a fresh new year in my life and here on the podcast. And in other news, I want to be honest with you. The more I think about building a podcast schedule for 2024, the more I think about you. I'm wondering if Danelle and I are really talking about the things that keep you up at night relative to leadership or alternatively, what's working for you that you want us to shout out from the rooftops. Tell us what you want to hear, dear listeners. Send us an email at info at beselfsmarter.com or just DM us on social media and tell us what's up with you. What do you want us to tackle and unpack for you in 2024? You know us. We're so happy to do it. And if it is meaningful to you, hit us up and tell us more. Okay, so we're back. I wanted to tee up while why we're having this session today, why we're talking about this specifically. First of all, we all know the new year is like four weeks away. What happened? Like, wow, that's crazy. Each year as leaders, we like to take a look forward at the year ahead so we can get our heads around the business, develop and leadership landscape so we can gauge how we might prepare to be smarter in the coming year. So you and I both lead people on a daily basis, lots of people. And so I thought it would be perfect for you and me to specifically talk about 2024 and the leadership landscape that you and I need to prepare for. So why don't you kick us off? What we're going to do is we're going to go through listeners, just some highlights of things that McKinsey and I have found researching for this that just really speak to us that we want you to be aware of for 2024. Maybe you have more things and quite frankly, we'd love to hear about them, but why don't we let Matt kick it off with the first and then I'll follow. Yeah. So first one is a huge one that leaders everywhere are battling, if you will, and trying to figure out still the realities of remote versus hybrid work environments. Yes. So um, this is a really hot topic I see on on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and um, every day where it's like, what what are we doing? Like, what What are are we doing? doing? You know, since the pandemic, it's, you know, so many people are clearly there's, there's a, there's a clear demand for hybrid or remote work at this point. It, it, and it's been well established, I think during the pandemic that uh, there are a lot of people who are very effective working remotely Mm -hmm. and, um, they're able to do their jobs well Mm -hmm. in that type of a setting. We have that on one hand, on the other hand, we have company culture that's very important we have leaders that are hoping to maintain those connections with their team. Mm-hmm. We have roles that, quite frankly, just work better when they're in a more collaborative environment mm-hmm. with people. We have, um, you know, just that those the push and pull of all of those realities are challenging leaders. And um, I think this is a tough one. I, it we're is. really seeing right now. A lot of the the big corporations are starting to do calls back to the office. Right. Um, you know, you've noticed a lot of big companies are saying, "Okay, guys, all right, enough. Playtime's over. Yeah, like we're back in the office. You know, oftentimes five days a week. Um, and there's a lot of people that are protesting that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of back and forth on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. People are saying. 
you know, I'm not cool with that. You know, we've, I've proved that I'm just as Mm -hmm. effective remote. Why, why should I have to come back into the office five days? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the challenge for leaders on this is give, you're going to get the best results from people. if You can at least give them a reason why. Right. I think because I said so is not an acceptable answer at this point for most people and they might go off and, and find other jobs right. as a result. And you know what? You as a leader might say, I don't care. It's fine. Then right. You can go find something remote, but we are coming back to the office. Just explain the reasons why and, and give some sort of a case for right. deciding on what the new schedule is going to be versus just a blanket mandate without any flexibility whatsoever. Flexibility yeah. Or, at least, you know, reasoning, empathy, something, Mm -hmm. um, for folks. I think, I think that's, what's really getting, um, leaders the, a bad reaction. Agreed. They're just, you know, saying, well, we're going to do this and this. Yeah. um, Yeah. We're done. Yeah. And if it's a, if it's a successful company and like, to your point, if the, the team is successful, then what are we talking about? Like, why are we still talking about this? Like if you're in a position leader as an executive leader, where you are actually at the table making these types of decisions, why not try hybrid? I'm sure you all have, we've all done it in the last three years. So what's holding us back from doing that? If it's something that's more HR centric, like, oh, well, people actually aren't productive. Well, you've got another problem. The problem is not actually work remote. The problem is how people are managing their time or how people are not or are or aren't getting work done. So that's a whole level of issue that all this opens up Pandora's box, but it's certainly worth looking at in 2024 if you haven't looked at it already. And I would also suggest to your point, ease people into it, like give them a heads up that this is coming instead of just like a hard and fast yeah. Next Monday, we're all coming back full time because there are other things that people have to manage children and schedules that have evolved since the pandemic. So we need to take those things I've into consideration. Stories about folks that, you know, have chosen to relocate because mm. of the work remote option and flexibility. And then they, they call chose, them back. And then they get oh, called geez. back to the office and now they live in another state and mm. now they have to find a new job. Right. So I've heard stories about that happening. I mean, I guess you could say you know, shame on that person for leaving. I mean, you know, that is what it is. They made that decision to move to another state knowing that it is always possible that you could get called back to the office. You never know. You never know. That's right. Um, Another way of looking at it too is if you're a fully remote worker, I've also noticed that if you've, if you're fully remote, but you've got team members or several people that are, are hybrid or in the office more, you almost become more of this like forgotten, yes. like your visibility. So it's actually kind of a threat. Be careful yes. because you don't want to be seen as the person that could be expendable. Mm-hmm. And you might be seen that way if you're fully remote and it yes. comes down to a decision of, you know, we've, we've got to cut somewhere and this is the, I see this team, I see these faces in the office on a regular basis. This person, I never see their face. They're remote. I don't know what they're doing. Right. Cut, it's, cut, it's like an you know? easy, it's an easy line of thought to get down to, but for leaders really, I think the point is guys, this isn't going anywhere. If you have people who are working remote or not, they're probably like wishing there was more or they're wishing there was some direction or decision relative to this or a warning if it's going to be taken away. So just keep that in mind because this conversation is not going to stop post pandemic anytime soon. 
Exactly. All right. We also wanted to elevate in terms of trends, being intentional about mental health and well-being for leaders, for leaders. A lot of times we're talking about mental and emotional health and well-being for people who like report into leaders. But what about the leaders? Yeah. I mean, we get completely overlooked a lot of times. Yeah. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares about the leader? Who cares what you think about? Yeah. Like, just do it. So let's face it. Leadership can be extremely stressful and mental health and well-being of leaders is vital to an organization's overall success. Danelle, I think, is a good role model for all of us. She talks very openly about therapy here on the podcast and within our business, and it helps her manage the pressures. Quite frankly, I reap the benefits of that because I talk to her all the time. And so I'm yeah. able to like take what she's getting counseled on and then put that into motion for me, which is helpful. And then I pass that on. You know, it's like a pass on type deal. So what we're recommending is just explore the challenges that your leaders, leaders are facing and try to help them and guide them, especially be looking out for things like high pressure environments. If you're working in a high pressure environment, working long hours and to always be quote unquote on, you probably have some leaders who are struggling. I mean, it just is what it is. We're only human. Just because you're a leader doesn't give you like a Superman badge or whatever, like the superhero badge. Like it makes you, it just is harder if you're expected to do all those things. So if your expectation is for high performance, which it is, it always is for leaders, then you also probably ought to help them from a mental health and well-being perspective. Go ahead and take the afternoon off. What if I, you know, if you, if you're going to go to therapy, I think this is a good thing for you to talk about. Why don't you bring this up? I do that a lot with Danelle. Why don't you talk about this with Doc? (laughs) And she's like, oh, it's on my list. And I'll be like, can you report back? But just have being in it with people. Versus just expecting them to go, of course, you have to have like a very trusting relationship, but we're assuming if you're listening to this, that you do have a very trusting relationship with the people that you're leading. And so this just becomes a part of your conversation weekly, monthly, whatever your cadence is, but that you're talking about it and you're not ignoring the fact that people are stressed and people need help right? as leaders. Yeah. I think leaders should remember also, you know, if, if we're providing more mental health related benefits to um, your team in general, they also, you want to model the behavior that mm-hmm. you're asking of them. So for you as the leader, model that behavior, show them, I'm taking this time for my mental health. I'm yes. taking advantage of these benefits that we now have. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Yes. And you should too. Yes. Um, show them that, that, that's an option and that you're willing to do that as well as a leader versus Good point. You know, just grinding it out, grinding it out. I think as leaders, we, when we get to a certain point, we feel like, you know, well, I've, I've lived through it all. I know how to handle the stress. You know how to handle the pressure typically. So you're less likely to maybe take a step back and evaluate, do I, do I need to give myself mm-hmm. a breather or a chance? You totally. Know, you, you, I think leaders just become better over time, maybe managing, managing that. Stress. But it's still somewhere. Like I had an advisor tell me one time, I mean, this has been in the last two years, not working at DMA, but she was like, Megan, you carry your stress. It goes somewhere. It goes somewhere. So is it going, Whether you want to acknowledge it or, or not, not. Yeah. but like, where is it? And I'm like, ah, I think it's in my shoulders. And she's like, okay, <laughs> if it's in your shoulders, then do something about that, you know, yeah. but don't let it just sit there, you know, or whatever. Sure. So it's being, so first of all, for you as a, as a leader, you got to understand what's working for you, what's not working for you, and then be empathetic when someone is open 
to talking to you about their struggles as a leader. For sure. And also for leaders, it's like the stress of managing everyone else's stress. Stress. Yes. You're right. The emotional toll it takes on you when you're managing other people's emotions all day long and trying to help other people figure out how to handle whatever they've got going on that that's a weight that most people Uh don't think about that leaders carry Mm -hmm. so I think the word that we're looking for as leaders relative to well-being and mental health and carrying other people's is resilience I I don't want to say you know I don't want to ever use the word numb because I'm never numb to what's going on. Right. Like I can get numb to things as a nine. That's really easy for me to do, but I don't want to be. The hard work is not being numb and actually feeling the feel and then being like, okay, but wait, how am I going to manage this? I don't want this to weigh me down for a month on end. I want to be able to manage it, wrangle it, talk about it openly, which helps and find resilience in it. Right. And then let that be the constant resilience. So good stuff. Yeah. All right. So development yes, and developing leaders. We talk a lot about developing our teams, but mm-hmm. leaders need constant too. development too. Yes. Um, you should always be working to be better every day. So leaders should be doing the same thing. So I think it's, it's certainly going to be a trend that we're going to see how are businesses investing in developing their own leaders and helping to bring them along with, the, with their education and, and providing them with more opportunities to become better and become just those leaders that, you know, everyone aspires to be. I think just to be an amazing leader, you have to continually invest in that type of development and, um, self-awareness and understanding. Um, I don't think any of us ever reach a point Mm -mm. as a leader where we no longer need to be working on ourselves. Never. What have you done over the last couple of years relative to your leadership development? Is there anything in particular that comes to mind? Yeah. I mean, for the past couple of years, I mean, I've had a great opportunity to do several things within our industry Yes, um, that you and Danelle have, you know, given me the opportunity to participate yes. in. And I've really enjoyed um, between there's leadership programs that mm-hmm. we've done within the fresh produce industry, mm-hmm. um, serving on committees yep. on, on different boards. And that's something that I think leaders should always be looking for. What's my opportunity going to look totally. like? No, every industry has their versions of this. Every industry has committees that need to, you know, need that type of support through your trade associations, or maybe it's just a private group or committee. If there's not one, Create one. Create one. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, but I, there's probably one out there that's already happening for whatever industry you serve or, or within your own organization. I think, you know, the large corporations probably have these groups within themselves. Um, so there's so many different opportunities for you to take advantage of your own development and networking. Um, I think for, for leaders, a mentor is vital Maybe um, sometimes outside of your business. Yes, outside of your business for ding, ding. sure. Yeah. So that you can have that sounding board for you or just that unbiased opinion and view that can help you see what you are blind to. Totally. You know, recognize your own blind spots. You can mention who yours is because she's been on the podcast. Oh, has Kristen? she? Kristen? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
I mean, I, I have a few, so, but yes, um, yeah. Kristen Hadid is a fantastic mentor as mm -hmm. well. And yeah, she's someone I certainly reach out to when I feel like I just, I need a sounding board. I need someone that can help me understand, like, what am I not seeing in this situation or, or what am I blind to here? Um, and that's also a great leadership development opportunity. She's got a whole business yeah. around human leadership and development. So, um, take a look at Kristen Hadid. Yeah. Um, I think it's Kristen Hadid, Hadid.com. Take a look at her website. If you're a leader looking to develop and she even has, it's really great. There's a template on there for you to use. If you want to go through her program, if you want to use that and, and update it and share it with your direct supervisor, it's something that you can use to help show the value and demonstrate, okay, here's why I would like to participate in this program. And here's what I think work I'm going to get out of it. That's going to be value add to the business. So let me do this. Here's how much it costs. Right. Which is easy <laughs> yeah. for a leader to be like, okay, yeah, you know, but definitely start with human leadership and then move your way into other things, but you got to try human Absolutely. leadership listeners. I think she gives it away for free now. So Kristen, hello. Yes. We're, we're, we're talking you up today, sister. <laughs> Number three on our list of trends for 2024 is embracing diversity, equity, and inclusion. So you're hearing this a lot out there. DEI is the short name for it, term for it. This is something that is really anymore. It's not just a buzzword. I want to just call this out for leaders. It's something at a very minimum leaders need to understand at a basic level. So let me explain it to you in case you don't know. DEI is defined as diversity, equity, and inclusion. And these are critical aspects of leadership that promote fairness, representation, and a positive workplace culture. For us, and what our rec we're recommending here, is the goal is for you to discuss strategies for fostering diversity in leadership roles, like recruitment practices, mentorship programs, and addressing unconscious biases if they are there. This is what the goal of it is. So listeners, this is a biggie. You're gonna have to take a step back. You're gonna have to go into boardrooms. You're gonna have to really peel back the onion here. But this is something that you don't want to sleep on. I'll just say that. And it's gonna be different for everybody. Each company will have will have to move at their own pace in our free enterprise. And I will mention for DMA, we seek to hire the best candidate for the job no matter what, no matter the ethnicity, the race, or the sexual orientation. I will say in a very vulnerable way, we have been accused a lot for not being diverse enough. Like that's something that we hear. I don't know that we hear that so much in 2023, but prior to 2022, we heard that a lot. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it I guess it depends on how you define diversity, but all of that to say, we believe, yes, we employ women, but we employ women from various backgrounds. You can't always tell that when you're just looking at a picture. I'm, I'm saying right. to leaders, Y'all kind of have to walk the walk here in terms of what that looks like for you and what best case scenario looks like for you, but then stand by it. Like for us, I don't, I'm not ashamed of the fact that we're all women. I'm not ashamed of the fact that we do have diversity. I'm not ashamed of the fact of who we are. So even when people come at us for not being diverse, I have, I'm like inquisitive about it. Like, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? So anyway, I, I, I just wanted to say, listen, let's all look at DEI. Let's pay attention to it. Let's practice it. Let's know it. Let's study it. And let's be aware of what we really are as an organization and who we really are. You may have diversity 
sitting in a cubicle that you have no idea is even there if they're not talking about it relative to their views or their cultures or whatever. So, but the only way for you to uncover those things beyond recruitment and what I just said is understanding what you have currently, who you have currently working for you and then celebrating that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you, anything you want to say to that? I mean, I think those are all great comments. Um, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of um, companies have done to help address this, um, at least just making sure that people feel heard at the end of yes. the day. So um, I think surveying your your company, creating anonymous survey opportunities where you can gauge Ask. Yeah. Yeah, how people are feeling in general. Yeah. Are people feeling like, well, I wish there was some more diversity around here or is anyone feeling unseen for whatever reason? If they are, how can we address that? Right. Um, I really think at the end of the day, that's the number one thing. As long as you're making sure that people feel seen right. and heard, then I think the rest will fall into place. Right. I guess I feel about this kind of like I feel about work, work remote or not. It's like there is no one solution fits all. Mm-hmm. It's a, what are we doing? And then right. what is going to be best for our organization? And then do that. Right. 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 So that's that, but it's going to be a part of the conversation. That's going to be a big, big thing next year. So keep, get, get on top of it leaders. Right. Okay. So another trend that we are coming across is along the lines of influence mm. and titles. How do titles play into influence? And do you have to have this certain job title? Do you have to have a director or a VP or SVP yes. title in order to have influence or not? And we, it, and okay, I know you're going to say what we think. Yeah. We don't care. No. At DMA. I mean, at DMA, and like even me personally, I've always been like. Who cares? Yeah, I was like, I don't know, call me whatever you want. Right. Like. Yeah, I'm going to do the I'm work. I'm going to do what I need to do and, yes. you know, move forward. Now, you know, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's sometimes an you know, naive way of looking at it. I don't know, but. I don't think so. You know, there's a lot of people out there that feel differently. There are people. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, title means a lot more to them. I mean, to those people, I would also say influence is more than a title. It is. Yeah. That's such a good point. The trends. So this is something that people need to be thinking about next year is, are you saying that people want different titles, but that as a leader, we should be guiding people and saying, listen, let's worry about how you're showing up. Let's worry about how you're influencing others. Right. Let's worry about how you're affecting the bottom line before we worry about what your title is. I think this is kind of goes along the lines of you hear a lot of people complaining about managers. So like, well, managers just take up space. Managers just are there to just tell so-and-so what to do and then shoot things up the chain. Like there's a lot of that out there you see on LinkedIn, social media. Uh, People have a bone to pick with middle management. Got it. They feel like it it doesn't belong there. Well, so I think what sets out, what sets apart certain people in middle management from the pack is that the ones that are true leaders are the ones that are able to create influence within their organization in a positive way. They're able to influence people to be better, whether that's 
the leaders that they report to or the people that report to them, you know, up and down all across the chain, they're able to influence others across cross functionally. They're able to influence others. And those are the people that tend to then rise in the ranks in their leadership journey. But I think the, the, the gripe tends to be about, you know, middle managers. I think oftentimes it's probably the people that are viewing the title as everything and, but they aren't finding a way to actually influence people to be better. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you think about it, like what people are after relative to like in, in typical business environments, historically we're after power. People are typically right. after quote unquote power. And Danelle doesn't like that word. So I know she's shuddering as I say it right now, <laughs> but power. Okay. Power to me equals like if I'm looking at an equation title, maybe just because I'm called the president here doesn't mean I have any more influence than you or anybody else at this company. I'm willing to listen to anybody who has a thought that's going to be, that's going to circumvent me as long as it circumvents me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like the notion, Mackenzie, of helping people see, and even if you're a leader who needs help with this and development with this, worry less about your title, worry more about how you're impacting and influencing yes. others because that will get you there. Exactly. It's like flip-flopping the two instead of just, ah, I want to be the president, ah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And Godzilla-ing through, you know, the neighborhood. No, let's actually stay, take a step back. Maybe the smaller, tinier, but mightier voice can win if it's speaking in a way that's influencing others to do better and do good things. Exactly. I yeah. love it. I mean, pow power in the right hands does amazing, amazing things. Gosh, yes. Yeah. And it's so simple. Yeah. I mean, everything we talk about on this podcast is not always revolutionary. It's just a good reminder, okay. listeners. <laughs> All right, good stuff. And also, I want to add things like that, If because we do see a lot of people still listening to our culture episodes. Thank you for that, listeners. Culture is a big old thing. And all of what we're talking about, these trends that we've gone through, we've gone through five trends. Uh, all of these are equating to a better, more organized, more unified culture, business culture, yes. so that we're all moving in together, you know, in the same direction towards one common goal, whatever that goal is for your company. And so of course, use these trends at will, but know that the intention of this episode is to just give you what is being talked about out there on the internet relative to what people, to Max point, what's bugging people. So, you know, on social media, what's bugging people at work, what's bugging people about middle management and how we're going to have to respond. Right. As a result, be ready. Right. All right. So we're going to transition from trends and we're going to move into music. I just had the most amazing experience in Las Vegas. Yes, you did. And I have to talk about it. You've been talking about it a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> but now I've done it. You had so much fun, I know. Yes. Yeah. It was just, y'all, I, it was like my breath was taken away in this friggin' venue. If you haven't seen it, it's, okay, I saw you two at the Sphere in Las Vegas. And I know y'all have seen the videos. They're all over whatever social media you're looking at. And it's like the thing that has the little face on it and it looks around in hotel rooms. Okay. Well, U2 is playing there right now. They're only going to play, I think, a six-month stretch. So this is not like a permanent residency in Las Vegas for U2. I, 
Aaron said last night he's heard that Harry Styles is next, which doesn't get him excited, but it gets me excited. So, yeah, I like him. He's so cute. Anyways, (laughs) because he's like, no. Okay, but I know some of you out there listening like him too because y'all tell me and thank you. We're on the same page. But anyway, the graphic element. So the, the, the music... And the stage performance was less of the show. The show was all about the live music, the sound, and then how the movement around you in the sphere worked. My husband smiled from ear to ear the whole time. The only time I've ever seen him happier was when the Rangers won the World Series recently. Which was like the same day. Basically basically the same. (laughs) In the the same day of his life. Yes. He was like, he literally had the best two weeks of his life in October, November. Like, I mean, he was literally, when the Rangers won, jumping up and down, like physically would have done a backflip if he could have. At this, he was more like, and Aaron's not like a big, jolly person. Like, I just want to say that for everybody. Like, he's kind of serious, so that's why I'm calling it out. No, he's not, unless it is Christmas time, and then he turns into a very jolly. Very jolly elf. Jolly elf. (laughs) Anyway, it was just blowing, like mind-blowing to watch his joy and everyone else around me, it was just, it was so uplifting. So my question for you was, I've gone to this amazing concert and you have a baby, so you don't do a lot of music anymore, but you used to do a lot of music. Well, yeah, we, we have actually been pretty good. We, my husband and I love going to concerts and we're pretty good about going to concerts. You know, I mean, I would say every other month. Yeah, I guess you went to one recently. Yeah, we usually Do you want to talk about your family member? Um, well, yeah, the most recent concert we went to was we, we saw my brother-in-law, so my, my sister-in-law's husband. Okay. We saw his band play. What's his um, band name? Uh, it is uh, South Hall. Yes. So they formerly called the Reed South Hall Band. They just recently rebranded. South Hall. And so they've dropped the Reed, and now they're just South Hall. Okay. Um, so you so might yeah. like them if you listen to Randy Rogers' band. Yes. Yeah, so they'd be a, a red dirt country. Got it. Yes. So a little bit. Well, they part of their rebranding, they call themselves Rural Rock and Roll, which oh, I love. I was like, oh, that's I exactly do what like it that. is. That's sexy. Rural Rock and Roll. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you're, you're typical, you're red dirt country. Um, and uh, they're out, they're out of um, Oklahoma, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, so Oklahoma music is having a moment yeah, right now. For sure. I've really noticed. Um, it's really exciting. Um, and we've gotten to know, um, them and some of the other artists that, that they know well, um, through this experience and this journey that they're on. And it's been a, a lot of fun. Um, but we, yeah, we recently saw them. They, they just dropped a new album. So their album release party, they had it at Billy Bob's Texas in Fort Worth. And so that was a lot of fun. The whole family got together. So awesome. Yeah, we went to see. We always have the best time. They are so much fun live, really dynamic. They put on a fantastic show. The crowd always gets gets real involved to the point that there are people trying to crowd surf, which I'm like... (laughs) This is still a country concert, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> but that's like the kind of energy that they bring. So, you know, okay. we had, yeah, we had a blast. So much fun um, at that show. Um, so, yeah, we, we absolutely love them. And we see them anytime they come through town. And we even, they played Red Rocks. Nice. That's um, so a huge that deal. that was huge. So that was last summer. They played Red Rocks and they opened for Shane Smith and the Saints and Whiskey Myers, two of my other favorite awesome. bands out there. Um, so that was a, an absolute blast. So the whole family, we went out to Colorado together 
And that's an amazing, beautiful venue. I know you've been, I so you, yeah, you've talked about it before on the yes, podcast. I love it's it. Definitely. Want to go back. Worth the hype. So, okay. Yeah. The, the glory and awe that you have at Red Rocks because yeah. it's an anomaly, like this, the engineering marvel. Yeah. It's just the so sphere is the same. It's just so technology, but it's yeah. the same kind of like, oh my God, like this nice. is amazing. Yeah. You know? Very cool. So yeah, here's the music moment today. You two at the sphere, see it while I can. And then if you can't see you two, fine. See somebody else. And then get you some South Hall. Check them out. Yes, definitely check them out. They are they're on huge up and coming. They're Spotify. Going, they're the going on another world tour starting January Dang. 1st. So yeah, definitely go support my brother-in-law. Yes. Sister-in-law. Yes. You know, some amazing people and they're amazing artists. Um, the new album, everyone in the band contributed to it. They all helped. Um, they all wrote different songs on the album. Awesome. Um, there's even a song about my sister-in-law's weenie dog on there. Weenie dog. Fantastic. (laughs) What's the dog's name? Oscar. Oscar the weenie dog. (laughs) So there is a song about him on there. You probably wouldn't know it, but if you listen closely, you'll figure it out. And it's, but it's so much fun. That is so so cute. Okay. Wonderful. We know we have a lot of animal lovers out there. So go listen to Oscar. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much, Mac, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yes. And remember, we'll have some of these trends in the show notes. So be sure to take a look at those and others that we didn't talk about. We just didn't have time because there's just so many, but we wanted to point out the ones that we thought would be most important to you. Thank you so much for telling a friend about the podcast. We really appreciate it. Remember at beselfsmarter.com, we have tools and coaching curated just for you. And until next week, we send you another week with grateful hearts. Thank you. As always, you can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Self Smarter Podcasts. You can also leave a rating or review if you enjoyed what you heard today. Not only does this mean so much to us, but it also helps other leaders and future leaders find our community. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us in becoming Self Smarter. This podcast is produced by Snacks Media and music is from a free platform. Well, that is until Brandy Carlisle reaches out to us to write the original score for our podcast. Friends, Have a great rest of your day.